Well, thank you very much for being here today, and we're thankful for the Lord's blessings. <laughs> um, before I begin, I'd like to make sure that everybody gets a copy or has a copy of this paper called uh, Members at Risk. Uh, it's an article written many years ago by Roy Mars from California. And his address in the back won't work. He's passed away. But if you haven't got a copy of that and would like to uh, read of his advice for uh, how to preserve people that were members or children of members and so on, it's, it's a really good deal on how to keep the church going. And uh, today I'm going to be talking on uh, laws of God that were before Moses gave the, the, uh, his laws and God gave things to Moses to tell to the people. So of course it's before Mount Sinai. It's these laws that I'm gonna be talking about today. So I just called it some laws before Moses. <laughs> some people think that they uh, are uh, uh, or to accuse us of keeping the laws of Moses or keeping Old Testament laws. And I, I want to try to shake that a little bit, saying that's, uh, we love God's word. We love what God does for us and, and what blessings come with doing his will. So um, they're just something that God requires or God would like to have us do. And uh, we won't go into things that have passed on, like the... Um, uh, the feasts that they had and killing of animals and, and so on. We, we won't be into that, okay? <laughs> I'm getting some of the information from way back. There was a really nice booklet written on the laws uh, of the Bible, of all of the Bible. It's got a little different name. And I do have two of these types of booklets and uh, it's amazing. They're, they're way out of date. This is probably from 1933 or something. The material's still good. The Bible's still good. <laughs> so I'm getting a little bit of that in with my uh, studies as well. So this is this also this material that I'm doing is going to end up in our Sabbath school quarterly. Uh, it'll be different. <laughs> but uh, we like to have some things where uh, these verses, when, once you've hunted them up and know where they are and so on, it, you'd like for everybody to be able to, to know where they are and, and how to find them. So... I'll give you some verses today, as well as uh, the um, idea that if you're able to come for Sabbath school, we'll be doing a different kind of discussion on it and, and more in-depth discussions. But some people say, what is sin? And they really don't know. That's kind of sad. Um, if, if they were reading the Bible from Genesis right through, uh, you realize there's all kinds of doctrines that are in the book of Genesis. <laughs> what? Doctrines? Uh, yeah. Um, so it's good to get into various studies that will open uh, an understanding or a depth of understanding. Why does the New Testament talk about such and such? Because Paul was talking to Hebrew people. The disciples were talking to their countrymen, which were under the Hebrew uh, religious system. So... Um, we want to understand what sin is meant or what is what do they view as sin, which should be our view of sin. We're not talking about a, 
a very different foreign religion, uh, which why would we even study about it? Because they, they probably have uh, rules that uh, have nothing to do with Christianity. Okay, so um, we're studying Christian things. One of the biggest things that you run into almost immediately is obedience or not. And so I looked up some verses. Here's, here's one. Uh, uh, we use this a lot because it's a New Testament verse. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. 1 John, it's in the little John. Uh, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Well, if you let that gel just a little, let it sink in a little bit, you're trying to say what, what is sin and what is law? And that's answering it in very few words. That if you're disobeying the Heavenly Father, you're, you're doing something in sin, you're doing something wrong. So you don't want to disobey the Heavenly Father. And uh, we get that right away in uh, Genesis Chapter 2, just make sure that I'm, yep, okay. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. They read this way. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely, freely eat. Next verse says, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat thereof. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Some things we need to consider while talking about that. The, um, uh, when we read it, uh, thou shalt not, you know, sort of what part of thou shalt not do you not understand, you know? <laughs> so uh, uh, they say, well, the, the commandments are bad. You know, God made commandments and, and thou shalt not. And, and those must be bad. You know, we're in the New Testament. You, you're, uh, you're way out of date. You're 2,000 years out of date. Uh, no, here it is in Genesis. First chapter, two, second chapter. You know, just life hadn't gone on very long, maybe. I, I don't know how long they were sin-free and obeying God always. But eventually they, they did something wrong. They disobeyed. So God gave them a command to start with early on. He didn't surprise them with, you know, here's a new idea, a new concept. And if you don't understand this one, you're in trouble. Well, uh, early on, they were put in the garden to, to take care of the garden. So he said to them, you can eat of all of the things here in the garden, but of the tree that's in the middle, and it's the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, good and evil. Why do you want to know the difference between good and evil? You're already in a happy place. You're already in a very great environment. Uh, why would you want to know about what's evil and what's wrong? Bad things. So he said, uh, don't do that. And why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. They were not to eat of that tree because it was going to give them trouble. Thou shalt not. I put it in bold. Maybe in your Bible and that's Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. It says, thou shalt not. Just underline that part and just say, wow, that sounds like one of the Ten Commandments. And it isn't. They were not allowed to eat of this tree. And in the day that thou eatest of it, there will surely die. Well, Satan said, see, he, he, he's not going to kill you. But they immediately started disintegrating. 
uh, whether it was 50 years or 100 years or 1,000 years, they were on their way down. They were going to die. And if you were born into something where you live forever, then you are dying. You're going to die. You're on your way down. Because of disobedience. In Genesis chapter 3, let's see if that'll pop up over here. I think it might. Uh, Genesis chapter 3. Okay, and uh, verses uh, 10 and 11. 10 and 11. And uh, Genesis chapter 3, 10. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. Oh, now God is saying, wait a minute, what is this? What are you pulling? So the next verse says, verse 11, and he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Yeah. (laughs) If you never heard it before, didn't know anything about it before, who told you? Um, Next he says, hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Commandments, commands, right there in the second and third chapter of the Bible. These are not new words to us. We should not be surprised by the word command or commandments or they're not necessarily bad. In fact, if they had to obey this one, they'd be living forever. That'd be a great deal. But he, God asked him, how do you know you're naked? That was a concept that did not go with the uh, first position that he created them in. They didn't know anything about these other things. Now they've eaten of the tree and that was going to give them the knowledge of both sides of the board there, the good and the evil. So he said, is that what you did? You must have, otherwise this would not be in your vocabulary. You wouldn't understand it, wouldn't, know, need, to, wouldn't need to know about it. So there was a challenge to them and obviously they had disobeyed and ended up had to be put out of the garden. So we look at things in the uh, Old Testament, but mainly before Mount Sinai, we think of sacrifices that were done. They had to do sacrificing of animals. Right away with uh, Adam and Eve, it doesn't say exactly what happened, but Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, the lamb. Well, it seems like that was probably what had to be killed here. A lamb had to give up its life, had to be put to death because of somebody's sin. And God used skins to make clothing for Adam and Eve. Where did he get them? Probably the lamb that was slain. Okay. So some things you have to kind of say through or think through that uh, the lamb wasn't a problem, but all of a sudden they had to do sacrifice. Some animal had to die every time they wanted to make a sacrifice to God or ask for forgiveness for sins and disobedience and so on. So Adam and Eve had to do uh, sacrifice. Cain and Abel were doing sacrifices when they had a fight and, and uh, Cain killed Abel. Uh, there's a sacrifice that was being done. God, God would wish that this would never happen. But man disobeyed. 
And that little lamb that did absolutely nothing, they're gentle, uh, they don't bite you and uh, all kinds of things like that. And, um, but it had to die for sin. And Jesus, again, did no sin. He'd done nothing wrong, didn't deserve to die, hadn't been violent or, or hurtful, but he had to die for our salvation, for our forgiveness of sins. Only five animals are mentioned that were used for sacrifices. There was the lamb or the sheep, and there was a bullock or a heifer, so we know the uh, beef was involved. The she-goat, uh, the ram, uh, just a goat or a kid, the baby goat was involved in sacrifices. Then there was dove or turtle dove, both ways, and then also the pigeon birds that had to be used for sacrificing. Nothing else would work for sacrificing. That's why when uh, Antiochus Epiphanes went into Israel and was trying to really make problems, he uh, killed the pig and sprinkled the blood all over the temple. Double trouble. That was not an animal that was accepted. It was an unclean animal anyway. And uh, he was just making a point of being miserable and um, sacrifice something that was not uh, not allowed and did it anyway so that he'd make, make trouble. Uh, these five animals are found in Genesis 15, verse 9. So if you want to look them up again and watch elsewhere in the scriptures to see if any other animal was used, it's not. Just the five from Genesis 15, verse 9. They're named. Um... I wanted to catch uh, other ideas of sinfulness. One is in Genesis 39, verse 9. Genesis 39, I think I have that right here as well. Uh, maybe I'll look that one up in the Bible. Okay. Genesis 39 and verse 9. Genesis 39 and verse 9. There is none greater than these... Uh, oh, yes, okay. I'm going to catch myself up to where we are. Joseph talking to the woman, the uh, Pharaoh's uh, wife. And um, he, so he's explaining to her and he said, uh, I'm refusing the master's wife. And then this is in uh, verse 9, it says, And there is none other in this house than I. I uh, neither hath he kept back anything from me except thee. He's telling about his master. He said, everything in this house I can use, I can um, dispose of, uh, Buy, purchase, whatever, he, anything except his wife, except thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness? How did he know wickedness? Where's the group of Ten Commandments before this time? In other words, this was well known 
because Joseph was not early in the scriptures. He's a little further down in the stories of the Bible. And he calls it great wickedness and sin against God to take this woman. No, that was great wickedness. So these standards were there. And what I like to see is that when you go down a little further and you get into the Ten Commandments and it says, it says remember the Sabbath day. They knew of it way back there. Some of these laws were long standing, way back. And we need to watch out that we don't say, oh, this was just an era. That they had to do this because they were Hebrews living in Israel or living in, you know, someplace. Try to do away with what was right and what was wrong by hiding the reality that they knew it all along. How did Joseph know this? It was well known all along. In... Uh, uh, in Genesis, it has seven times for the word sin. So I went down on the side of my paper and marked down each one that said it was chapter 4, verse 7, chapter 18, verse 20, chapter 20 and verse 9, chapter 31, and verse 33, 30, 36, and then chapter 39, verse 9, and uh, chapter 42, 22, there's, uh, all of these times has that. And, and then besides that, chapter 20 and verse 17, it talks about sin. Genesis, I, I stopped at Genesis because that's before Mount Sinai. Sin didn't suddenly happen when he, God wrote with his finger and said, this you can do and this you can't do. Sin was there way back. So, uh, it's good to look up some of these verses. If you have a desire to have um, uh, these written in paper or, or photocopied or something, we can get you a copy of it. So I also looked up wickedness. And in Genesis, uh, it was um, quite a few times, but it's in Exodus chapter 20 when it talks about wickedness as well. But wickedness is only used five times and wicked five times. No, in fact, wickedness is only twice with the N-E-S-S. It's only uh, twice in Genesis 6, verse 5, and then Genesis uh, 39, verse 9, talks about wickedness. But wicked is five times. I didn't write down where they would be found. But those words are there. It's like somebody said to their congregation one time that uh, salvation was unknown in the Old Testament. Whoa, now wait a minute. They're misinterpreting, they're misguiding their people to say that there was no plan of salvation in the Old Testament or the word salvation is not in the Old Testament. I mean, these, these things need to be straightened out and know that sin was there. They needed salvation. So going quickly through some of these, in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5, and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Boy, is that plain. That's got enough words to identify what's, what's going on, what they were like. This is Genesis 6 and verse 5. So wickedness is part of doing things that God doesn't like. 
things that are an abomination to God, things that are against righteousness, and the imagination of their thoughts, everything was mixed in there with, uh, with problems and sin. In uh, Genesis chapter 7 and verse 2, I think uh, 7 verse, oh, 1, 2, 3 is what I put in. Genesis chapter 7. Uh, you can read them from here. And if you look at chapter 7, starting with the first verse, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for, thy, for thee have I been, uh, pardon me, for the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me all this generation. In verse 2, or uh, every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, and every male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean, to, by two, the male and his female. Verse 3, uh, of fowls also of the air by sevens, and the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. So it's explaining Noah getting the animals onto the ark. Now we get into the New Testament and we talk about clean animals and unclean animals and you shouldn't eat the unclean animals. They've got problems, they've got this, they've got that. They're, they're, they're manufactured, <laughs> created. They're created to do what God wanted them to do. And they're good in that business that God gave them. The garbage collector, the ones that purify the water of the ocean, and you go down the list. They were manufactured. They were created for the job that they do. They're what, and he said, very good. He created animals and things very good. So they're good. An animal, a pig, for instance, can have something like 100 or 150 diseases in his body and, and be very healthy. He's well designed for the job that he's got. And we should not have those diseases in our body, though. That's not a smart idea at all. God says that's an abomination to him in Leviticus chapter 11. So, were those animals mentioned before Noah? Uh, before uh, Noah's ark, yes. But before uh, Moses came along. Is this a Moses law? Some people want to separate the law. Well, that's Moses. You know, this was before that. This is when the ark was made and God took Noah and put him in the ark. Um, interesting that the clean and unclean are mentioned right there. Genesis chapter 7. They didn't have to go very far down the road on, on the Bible uh, lessons, Bible books. In chapter 9, Genesis chapter 9, I won't turn to that one, but the sin of Ham and the curse of God on his family, um, the Canaanites and so on. Uh, you look it up. Read what he did. He did sin and he got cursed for it. His family and, and on, on down line. Uh, sometimes we can do things that are sort of not wrong and sort of not right. If it's wrong in God's eyes, it can affect your family way down the line. So you want to be sure and keep pure with God and righteous with God. In chapter 14, Genesis chapter 14, 
the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. It's called sins. What they did. Re- read the story of what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, even Lot's son and sons-in-laws didn't want to leave with him. They thought he was mocking them or you know, being stupid about the whole situation. They weren't going to listen to him. And they all died. Because God said, enough is enough. You know, everybody out of the pool. You know, <laughs> Time was up. God was fed up with this city. It was so violent and so hateful and so sinful that um, he burned it. Sodom and Gomorrah, two towns that were against each other, I guess, together. And he burned it, burned it down. And it's mentioned all over the Bible. So sin didn't all of a sudden happen when God wrote the Ten Commandments. Right and wrong didn't happen just when Moses wrote things down and you you can do away with Moses and just live in the New Testament. These sins are still there. They still influence us. Sodom Sodom and and Gomorrah are mentioned many times in the New Testament. Sort of, do you want to be like Sodom and Gomorrah? Uh, Your sins are so bad that Sodom and Gomorrah may have to apologize or, you know, are you going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah? Because there was a strong scolding going on to whoever was receiving that message in the New Testament times. So they remembered that Sodom and Gomorrah. In Genesis chapter 14 and verse 20, uh, so I'd like to read that one, uh, verse 20. Do I have that on here? I guess not. I'll just take it from the Bible then. In So let's go to um, Genesis chapter 14. Okay, I had a little piece of paper in there. And I want to read from around verse 20. So let's look at verse 20, and then I'll see if I want to go um, further back or further forward. Uh, In verse 18, I want to start enough so we catch how the story was going. But uh, in verse 18 is the um, uh, Melchizedek, king of Salem. And he brought forth bread and wine and, and so on to, uh, to uh, give as an offering in verse 19. And blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Wow, that's a quite a a description given, quite a blessing given right there in words. So verse 20, Blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all. Oh, Abraham was giving tithes to this king, Melchizedek. Later, when you get in the New Testament, you realize Jesus is not after the order of Aaron or you know, Levites, or he was after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus. Wow. So what can we get from this? Tithing. You can't blame that one on Moses. This tithing came from way back there in the book of Genesis when they were tithing. And the Look up the word tithing and find out it's a tenth. But you you go through this even and reading on further, it'll say a tenth of all that you had. He gave a tenth. And um, it's easy to find out that it is a tenth. Um, So 
just, that's a, just another law that some people say, well, uh, why do you tithe? Well, it's in the book. <laughs> it's in the book. Um, okay, then I want to go to um, Genesis 7. If I pull this up here, right? So we have tithing mentioned. Okay, we did Genesis 7. It just came up in the wrong place on my paper. That's okay. So, um, going on. Uh, in Genesis chapter 17, let's turn to that first, because there's two verses in chapter 17 that I want to get. So let's go to chapter 17, Genesis chapter 17, just a page or two over. And you find uh, verse 1 will set the stage for us and kind of get us going in the right place as well. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am almighty God, walk before me, be thou perfect. Whoa, that word perfect is pretty heavy duty. You have to know right and wrong and you have to choose right in order to be perfect. So this is a command to be perfect, to choose righteousness, to study right and wrong and to choose righteousness at all times. So this is what Abraham was doing. He was living righteously. Then I want to go down to verse 10. This is my covenant, another name for laws, standards of instruction. This is my covenant, which I shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. This wasn't Moses' law. This was back here at Abram. Here's another law. They say, whoa, now what do we do with that one? We've got another law. We've got things like the clean and unclean. We've got here sacrifice, you know, circumcision. What do we do with them all? Well, does the New Testament say anything against it? Paul go to churches and say, okay, you guys, you can eat any animals you want now. It's all done away with. It'd find me a verse. How about circumcision? When Paul went from city to city and and he even went back to headquarters to make sure he had it all square with the, with the 12 apostles. Circumcision is not required. This law was before Moses, but very clearly stated that it doesn't, isn't a requirement for the new New Testament age. Wow. So it's kind of easy if you get in the right mood and, and look at the right ideas that you're trying to read and how important are they. Uh, a couple more verses here. I want to see, uh, let's see, 17 verse 2 is the only one I didn't use, but you might want to look that one up too. Uh, and I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. Blessings came by being righteous, by being choosing righteousness, by being 
uh, perfect to work towards. Is perfect used in the New Testament? Yes, be thou perfect, even as your heavenly Father in heaven. You know. Okay, that's in the New Testament. So you can't sneak out. <laughs> can't sneak out on that one. Huh? Uh, laws uh, are laws, and they may be called by different names: charges, commandments, statutes, laws. Um, so let's go to Genesis chapter 26, 26 and verse 5. 26 verse 5. Because, thou, because that Abraham obeyed my voice, uh-huh, obedience, obeyed my voice, and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws, some people want to say, well, it's a commandment of God. You, you don't have to keep those anymore. Or it's, uh, it's not a law, it's just a statue. Or it's not a law, it's just a charge. Or uh, it's not a commandment. You know, they try to figure out ways to get out of it. Here they're all in one verse. Because you do this and this and this and this and this, God's going to bless you. Why not? Why not take the good? He wants to bless you. So I've got one more verse that I thought of here. Um, in Exodus 15, verse 26. It's such a long verse, I said, I'm going to have to look that one up and read it. So turn to uh, Exodus 15. Exodus now, in verse 15. Chapter, chapter 15. Chapter 15. And I want verse... 26. And said, so this is God talking to them. If thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and wilt do that which is right in his sight, not in Moses' eyes, not in somebody, you know, Paul and so on. It's God's sight, what's right in God's eyes and will give ear to his commandments. Give ear, listen. They used to have to stand when the commandments were being read. And sometimes they read a whole book or more, uh, and the people had to stand while the law was being read. Yeah, okay, women and children as well. Um, give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes. Okay, very good. We need the statutes as well as commandments and laws and so on. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought on, upon the Egyptians. I am the Lord that healeth thee. He can do it. He is able and willing to do it. Besides that, I got two other scriptures written in, handwritten in, in that text as well. So there's things to talk about that happened before Moses that we need to consider that not all laws were after Moses, and Moses was not the guilty one for writing the laws. God gave the laws. Moses just wrote it down. Okay. And when God wrote with his finger in stone, people still want to throw it away. Uh, come on now, wait a minute. God said, God wrote with his finger, and so on. Yeah. So um, we find in those laws back then, before Moses... Thou shalt not kill. Remember what Joseph did? Killed a man and buried him in the sand? 
that law was in effect. When Cain killed Abel, that law was in effect. Didn't have to wait for the Ten Commandments. Um, yeah, when Cain killed Abel, yeah, and Moses, I, okay, I made myself a note so I wouldn't forget him. <laughs> and I didn't. Um, Joseph's brothers accused him of stealing money, uh, or Joseph accused his brothers of stealing the money that was in their sacks. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not steal, was in effect way before Moses. They knew it was wrong to take the money and, and hide it. And when the cup was missing, when Joseph's cup was missing, they said, Benjamin must have taken it. It's in his bag. He must have stole it. Stealing was wrong. Way before Moses. Okay. Uh, keep going. <laughs> People before the flood had other gods and they were not to worship them. That was a bad deal. That got them in a lot of trouble. That brought the flood on having other gods, and they worship them. It's really bad. The sin of sodomy is back there. The sin of prostitution is back there. Joseph accused of uh, rape and adultery. Joseph was with, the, with uh, the lady. The sin of breaking the Sabbath was back there before Moses. Before, before God wrote the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day? It was back there. The Sabbath day was back there. Remember when they were gathering the food in the wilderness? They could get twice as much on Friday and use it for Friday and Saturday. And it wouldn't go stink. It wouldn't go bad or anything. But if they tried to go out uh, on Sabbath and gather, it wouldn't last. Plus it wasn't allowed and it wasn't there. God says, I'm testing you. I'm trying you to see if you'll obey my laws or not. The sin of the um, midwives that killed the Hebrew babies, that was pretty obvious that that was a form of abortion and um, that was not liked by God at all. Uh, the sin of people uh, stealing property um, and, and and being man-stealers, the Bible talks about, when they were kidnapping somebody, that was wrong. Those things were very wrong. Um, there'd be sin, sin of... Oh, I wrote that too roughly. I can't read it myself. Uh, but the sin Abraham and Sarah played on, as a host on the king. They, they lied to him. And uh, the king said, why did you do this terrible thing to me? I could have taken Sarah. And uh, the um, sin that was being shown that it was wrong to take somebody else's items or things or stealing or lying, uh, steal their land um, by moving a post is stealing the land. So, uh, and lying to the king was not appreciated. It was a sin of lying. Um, Bearing false witness, Ten Commandments say. There's a lot of other wrong behaviors that could be found and identified as sin. So in studying the commandments and the, and the laws and the doctrines um, and studying Genesis, I want to move up in the Sabbath school lessons to the Ten Commandments and then 
what does it mean with the first commandment? What, what, what could you be doing wrong that's breaking the first commandment? What about the second commandment? What about the third? And so on, all the way down. Uh, there's a lot of verses about um, how a, a child will be with his parents, whether the parents treat the child wrong or the child treats the parents wrong. Um, thou shalt love, you know, what is it, the Ten Commandments on, on children? <laughs> um, fifth Commandment. But they're there in the Old Testament and we're going to be talking more about where those laws came from and what other things were attached to them as to how to avoid doing wrong. So I hope that this has brought you some uh, thoughts that will get us going with more doctrinal teachings in Sabbath school lessons as well as in sermons. May God bless you.